Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Sherlock's Team podcast with me, Georgie Courage Cole. This week I'm joined by Tor Cardona, Heather Steele, and New Half. I don't think we've ever had this combination. I'm excited. We must I, have done. Oh, maybe we not with must Georgie. Have done. I don't think back. so. It's new for me. It's new for me. It's nice to see you. I feel like we're all a bit like ships in the night, aren't we? We're yes. three days, some of us mm. in, two days. You too, I think. How are you both? I'm looking at you, Tor. You're looking as gorgeous as ever. How are you? I'm actually really struggling at the moment with everything that's going on. Are you? Yeah, I feel like life is just very uncertain and I'm just Mm. desperate for some certainty Mm. in like in every aspect of life. I know. Your wedding is in May? March. You know, it was basically 11 months postponement, but now it just has come around scarily quickly and I don't really know what's going to happen. How are you feeling about it? Are you feeling anxious or are you feeling like it's out of your hands? Both. The latter is easy to say. I yeah. find it's all in help. My husband always says that. Well, there's no point worrying about things you can't do anything about. I'm like, worst. I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm their mother. Of course I'm going to worry is basically what I tend to say. As if you'd be like, oh, okay, no problem. There's I'll no just, point I'll worrying. Just, I'll just forget about this there's then. There's no point worrying, yeah. Um, but let's see. I was saying to Lou earlier, I feel we need to take every day as it comes. And yes, things are out of our control to a certain extent. But, you know, we can try and plan. Hmm. You have to. Heather, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. I really like autumn. So even though there's all the shit going on in the background, I'm kind of enjoying the weather a bit. Not this weekend. It rained the entire time. But no, I saw my parents this weekend. They came to visit, which was really nice because they're not in tier two either. So mm. it felt like... It was a bit of a last minute thing, like, let's do it while we can, because I suppose it's only a matter of time before mm. other areas do the same. I read in the brief this morning, I think it said that one in every 130 people have been infected with coronavirus, which I thought was quite a scary statistic. Anyway, <laughs> I've actually had two antibody tests now. Still haven't got the, the oh. antibodies. I said to my mum, I was like, I had another one. Actually, I have to do a shout out for Secret Spa. I was telling you about this tour. So Secret Spa are now working with effect doctors, I think they're called, and they will send a doctor to your house for a swab test or an antibody test. Mm. You can also have, I had one last week, these amazing blood tests. They come in, give you a blood test. Your blood's then analysed to assess what you're lacking in. So if you're lacking in, I'm making this up, if you're lacking in vitamin D or vitamin B or iron or you're anemic or you're whatever, and you get the results back and it tells you what your body needs. And with that information, they then do bespoke IV drips to supplement your body. There's one very similar called Bionic, B-I-O-N-I-Q, that then makes a supplement for you. Clever. Um, Similar, but not a drip. And Nutrition, I've just got into their supplements, which are these... The chewy one you had behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, they look amazing. Oh my God, they're so good. What what a way to kind of make you want to take vitamins. I literally get to my desk every morning on that. I get to have some tea now. (laughs) Yeah. It's like this gooey, sticky Haribo style. Haribo. Haribo style sweetie. There you go on and you say, I want something for information. I want something for not having enough iron in my diet, blah, blah, blah. But you don't actually know that you've got any of those things. That's yeah. not just like self-diagnosing. Whereas with mm. the blood test, yeah. they're actually telling you what you need. Because yeah. people say you only need supplement if your body's lacking in something. Yeah. You yeah. don't actually know if you're lacking yeah. in iron or magnesium, whatever yeah. it was. And something like vitamin D is so important mm. that it's actually probably quite good to know if you are lacking mm. or deficient in something like that. Did your test come back with anything interesting? It came back you don't with my iron levels being a bit high, which is really interesting because I get quite faint. So... 
Uh, I've always thought I was a bit anemic. That could be blood pressure or something. Yeah, my blood pressure was something. My cholesterol was a bit high. Yeah, that's, that can be genetic though. But my mother's cholesterol was quite high. I say quite high. I think I was 4.7, which is just out of the, I don't know what that means. But it said a bit high, nothing to be worried about given all the other tests. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I did add on another antibody test having had one in June with my husband. So he and I both went to have one. And he came back with a positive antibody and mine came back with a negative. And I was, he was so happy and I was so <laughs> cross. I was like, you're only here because I've made you come and yeah. I've got a negative. So he was like doing cartwheels. So I thought, right, well, maybe this time, you know, got a test back, great big fat negative. I heard yes. on the news as well this morning that Boots are also doing a test. Yeah. I think it's like 120 pounds mm-hmm. and you can get your result in 12 minutes. Yeah. That's what I want. I want that kind of speed. Yeah. yeah. And I hope for the sake of the wedding industry that that kind of thing within the next, I don't know, a few months, year, whatever is more commonplace mm. and for other events, but yeah. hospitality and stuff that that is going gonna, is gonna to be what revives yeah. industries like that. I also really hope they reduce the isolation period from 14 days to seven days. That, so there's a lot of talk about, about that at the moment. I really, really hope. They said something like only 10% of people are actually isolating for 14 days, mm. which you could imagine. 14 days? I mean, but also yeah. if you've got a job that will only pay you if you turn up on the day, I yeah. can kind of understand why people would be like, I can't afford to take no. 14 days off work. But 14 days, you're not even supposed to go yeah. to the park, are yeah, you? Yeah, no, literally in your own fours. I mean, something has to change because you know however it's working right now it's not working in terms of numbers and it's not working in terms of isolation and just being so pissed off Mm. whatever tier you're in no one's happy so yeah I think it seems like we've still got a long way to go so definitely something needs to change in terms of testing or I know I got an email from a restaurant I go to quite a lot saying if you're in a business meeting of six from different households, you're fine. So crack on. I was like, wow, this is just... Yeah, that changed so last many week. People yeah. are quite happy about that. I, think. I, know, the I, wonder, what, I wonder what's going to happen about that anyway. These poor restaurants. Anyway, thank God it's only tier two for now. Thank God there's been no circuit breaker. My children went back to school today. So <laughs> thank God. Touch wood, don't get too excited. Just oh, case. Oh, no, don't, don't. And fingers crossed for a vaguely normal Christmas. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if before Christmas there was a two-week break and then everyone was then let loose. I think so. I think Boris Johnson said, didn't he? He said, you know, we'll see. It wasn't a no. I think he's like, just behave you lot or you're not coming out. Mm, My mum, when the the new rules came in, you know, the other day they came in at midnight. She said, I've just got a game of golf with Caro. She said, so I'm going to start after that. I was like, well, as long as Corona knows, (laughs) you're all right, crack on with your game of golf. (laughs) Golf's okay. No, they have to have really staggered oh. times and... Oh, no, you're only allowed... Anyway, there was something going on which I didn't want to miss. Maybe it was bridge. <laughs> anyway, if things don't get a bit easier, perhaps we can inspire people listening with some good stuff to watch on TV. Should we start with Rebecca? I haven't seen it. I have. I have. I have. Only because you will all put me off. <laughs> Lou, I feel like we were equally as excited yeah. about it. I was so excited just from the trailer. I used to love watching trailers. Like on a Saturday morning, it'd be our ritual. We'd watch like 15 trailers back to back and it just got us so excited. And this was one that literally <laughs> really? I was like, you know, it was so beautiful. I loved the cast, the costumes, the setting, everything just gorgeous. The emphasis is on beautiful. Yeah, really. And it just didn't really get going it was just a bit lackluster and a bit flat I didn't feel the chemistry I thought it was going to be more of a horror if I'm honest than it ended up being Mm. and yeah I was really disappointed 
I agree with all of those points. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful as well. And I was really excited about it. And I like the first sort of, when they're in Monte Carlo, the first sort of oh, 20 minutes or so. Yeah, I was like, like hotel hey, in Monte oh, Carlo. Is, and all yes. of like the letters. And my fiance yeah. actually said to me, he was like, I'd love to write you more letters. I was like, cute. <laughs> but yeah, then it just didn't really get going. going. Yeah. yeah. I loved the bit in Monte Carlo. Like, yeah. I was just like grinning from ear to ear. I was like, I haven't watched anything like this for ages. It was just, yeah. felt like otherworldly, didn't it? I also, well, I just, I, Lily James to me just, I don't know. She just didn't do it for me. No. I, I don't know. And Kristen Scott Thomas, she just wasn't nasty enough. Yeah. Mrs. Danvers, I remember being just sort of so scared of yeah. Mrs. Danvers yeah. in the original. She's definitely menacing, but yeah, she wasn't. The ending with her as well was a bit like, huh? Like, yeah. L- lacklustre. just didn't really. Yeah. I would have to say, my mum and stepdad really enjoyed it and I would definitely not put people off watching yeah. it. It's not bad at all. No, it's no. beautifully shot. I did actually enjoy it, but I just wouldn't watch I it I enjoyed again. it. It's just not. Yeah. And I think for things that are that hype, there's always going to be such yeah. criticism yeah. as well, isn't there? And there's always going to be a bone to pick. Yeah, like Perhaps. I would really, really, really still say watch it. Yeah. Weirdly. Even if I think you kind of had it on in the background and you were sort of doing other things, but just to sort of watch like the, the costumes are stunning. Yeah. So just to start, sit and watch a film like... I sat down on my own. My husband was out and I just sat down and put it on on my own with my dog. And I was just like, I'm really happy. I'd had a really busy day at work. Yeah. You know, you just go from one series to another and yeah. it, nothing ever ends and it's go, go, go. And should we start the next? And I just, it just was really like escapism yeah. for me. Actually. Indulgent. Yeah. yeah. Mm. anything else anyone's watching i've watched almost all of the undoing which is on sky atlantic at the moment it's the new series that's got hugh grant and nicole kidman in and it's the same writer and producer as big little lies and i really recommend it you're just saying georgie about whipping through series i think they're it's only six episodes and they're deliberately doing one each week so that you don't binge it and you've got something to look forward to and each episode sort of ends on a cliffhanger, which is really good. My mum ran me up last night. She said, darling, how do I watch this new thing with Hugh Grant? And yes. So we've got Virgin. And I was like, oh, I don't think you can watch it. She's like, it says HBO, it says Sky Atlantic. Now TV. Now TV. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't think you should. Well, why have we got, and I could hear her to my stepdad go, Tim, why have we got Virgin? <laughs> so, oh God, it would be my fault. Uh-oh. So I was like, I can't help you. I don't think you can watch it if you don't have those things. Oh dear. The good thing with, I know we said this before, but you could tell your mum, you can buy like sort of just monthly passes for Nell TV, which is £7. And then she's going to ask me how you do that. I know, I know yeah. That might, that. might be a step, a step over, the far, over the phone will be a bit much. Yeah, because I, I get, ring, I, she rings me up and says, how do I print a document? I <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Sounds like um, everyone's mum. <laughs> anyway, you liked it. Yeah, it's really good. It, it starts off a little bit like Big Little Lies because Nicole Kidman's, you know, a very rich, glamorous woman and then um, it all unravels in episode one and by the end of the first episode you're like ooh now what's going to happen so it starts off a bit similar it's set in New York instead of California and it looks very beautiful but I don't want to give too much away but it's basically her lovely life and then something happens with her husband Hugh and, and he's is, good and is he English in it yes he is I was glad because I was like if he's doing another yeah. I, I want him as an English gentleman I'm sorry yeah. Actually, ever since seeing that documentary on iPlayer with Hugh Grant I'd really encourage people to watch it. It was so yeah. brilliant. Isn't that. it? Yeah, it's the best. And I always thought he was a bit of a two-dimensional actor, but actually no. it really makes you appreciate what a talented actor he is. My friend who works in casting, I said, you've got to watch it. He's really good, isn't she? And she was like, yeah, he's like a really yeah. talented Have you watched The Gentleman character. yet? 
No, I'm not. Oh, my I friend really was talking really about that yesterday. That. Yeah, not, You'll love that. Anyway. My friend was talking about that yesterday. It's amazing. It's really it's funny. Good. He's very good in it. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I encourage everyone to watch it because like I said, it's only six episodes long. So you've watched one? I've watched the first five because I got preview thing. But now oh. I have to wait another like five weeks though to watch the ending. So Oh, I'm, old like, school. Yeah, it's quite a long time to wait. That's that's a bit tough. We're going to let you watch the course you can write about us, but we're not going to let you watch the last one. Yeah, I know. Now I'm like, well... Because they don't want you to spoiler the end, do you think? I think think so, yeah. Or they want you to write it without knowing what's going to happen. So I suppose that's what the audience would be like, Mm. what's going to happen? But yeah, it does mean that, you know, I'm really like, well, who's done it? Okay. (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, it's good. It's worth watching. Time will tell any Rex tour. Yes, I've been watching... Actually, quite different for me. It's a science fiction drama on Netflix called Away and Hilary Swank plays the protagonist oh, yeah have you seen it no but i remember writing about it for the preview for october yeah it is so 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 good. i think it's eight or nine parts so a bit like your one heather it's quite easy to get through and she's a former navy pilot and she heads up this mission to mars it's set in the future but you wouldn't know it's not like futuristic and it's kind of how she deals with the team on the spaceship and her relationship with her husband and her daughter who she's left back home for three years it is so good it's so rare that i binge something like that i recommend it, it i needed something that was completely different to what i've been watching away away i lost myself in that what, like what pure channel? escapism and netflix oh cool mm. and they leave it on not a cliffhanger but there's definitely room for a series but it's not the future so. is it present day going to mars yeah there's not like aliens and weird things it's right yeah, right good yeah okay <laughs> highly recommend well i won't sing the strictly theme tunes my children ban me from singing i do a little pirouette when it comes on anyway it was on this weekend did anyone watch yes no. Heather? No. <laughs> Lou, come on. So last week, obviously, they teased us with pairing up, which I was really excited about. They made it very clear that how COVID secure they were. Oh, God, did um, they? Half, half, half of the show <laughs> telling us we isolated here and then here. And we're in a bu- yeah, we got it. We got it. But I loved it. I thought it was a really good lineup, actually. I think there's a lot of potential there. Clara Ampho is definitely my favourite so far. She can tell she's just got real rhythm and... I think she just said it's the most surreal thing that she'd ever done, finally getting to perform. And she's got Ali Ash, so... Lucky girl, that's yeah. what I say. Well, in our house, the favourite's Maisie, otherwise known as Tiffany. Okay. From EastEnders. Oh, really? Do you remember Bianca's daughter? I have seen her for a long time. Do you remember Bianca had a little girl yeah. about her daughter? Yeah. Called Tiffany. Anyway, Maisie, who's 19, she is my nine-year-old daughter's absolute fave. And then I'm quite liking Max from The Wanted, Max yeah. George. God, all my friends used to fancy him when they yeah. were first around. And then we've got to give a shout out to Jamie Lang, <laughs> who's had a whole year to practice. <laughs> and has got matching hair with his partner. Yeah. But anyway, he's so, he's just fun, Jamie, to watch, isn't he? Yeah, and you could tell as well, he was just loving it and really giving it his all. And he was shaking his hips. It was a kind of cringe, but kind <laughs> of like, good on you, Jamie. We had his girlfriend, Sophie Habu, in for the Lux Girl show last week and she said he keeps going to Karen am I really good am I really good and she's like shut up he, she's not going to keep telling you you're really good <laughs> you got to get better uh-huh. first anyway <laughs> it's so good it's back like I don't know we're at that stage where we don't know them all really well but yeah. like in our household it just means cozy Saturday nights at home yeah lots of snacks and and you just it just makes me really happy watching it me too family time on that note, Jamie Lang and Sophie, who was on the Lux Girl show, we've got to just talk about Lux Girl for a minute. Because our pilot went out on Saturday. Have you all watched it? Yeah. And so good. Yeah, loved it. It's it really so good. cool. It's so exciting. It's so good, exciting. Wasn't it? yeah. The comments were all really good. I was checking them out earlier on the show. They were really good. The only, I guess, quite slight criticism was everyone talking over each other a bit, but 
we understand I, that a bit <laughs> yeah we do that we've definitely had times on podcasts and on the show where people yeah. are like stops so you have to it's so hard because you i remember saying to the girls before we went live like feel free to sort of not just sit there and wait for someone for the host to speak to you you want it to be exciting and bouncy and full of energy but i said the minute that someone else starts talking you need to stop but equally they yeah. were all just so excited anyway they did such an amazing job yeah. such an amazing job and i think just you know watching everything on on social and behind the scenes as well you can just tell all the girls were so excited to be there and I think they had a really great energy and chemistry between them which you know we always hope with the show it's kind of like watching in on people just having a chat and I think that's what it was like you know four girlfriends just chatting about x y and z yeah it it was like felt like they all knew each other and had done for a while and therefore, like, we're talking over each other. You can't really knock it because I, I love the enthusiasm. And I yeah. love, you know, and that's, that's great. My husband always says to me, when you get together with your school friends, he's like, none of you listen to what any, you all just shout and you get louder and louder. And basically, you're having six parallel conversations. And no one wants to Basically like that. I mean, I thought the fashion was so good. Yeah. yeah. I love how they just try, how they tried it on as well. They tried it on and, like, the bloopers were left in. Elle did such an amazing job editing. Yeah. yeah. She did. And the cooking yeah. and we the makeup. We make need to make up. Oh, God. <laughs> My husband was like, she's so pretty. I was like, yeah, she looks amazing. Her skin was gorgeous. Yeah, amazing skin. It was great. Hopefully you might have another one or two this year. Fingers crossed. Watch this space. Well, I digress on Lux Girl. Finally, are there any books, podcasts that anyone's listening to they can recommend? I've been listening to a really good podcast. Again, a bit like my away suggestion on TV. I've been trying to not listen to health and fitness podcasts and kind of break the mold a bit. And I listened to this podcast called A Bit of a Stretch by Chris Atkins. And it's also a book. Have you read the book? I know that he's done an audio book of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I'm not sure if it's the same content as in the book, but either way, it's amazing. I think it's eight parts. And he was a documentary maker who spent nine months in Wandsworth Prison. And during his time in there, he became a listener, which I believe is like a counsellor. And that gave him exposure to, you know, some fascinating stories and insights. And he's basically documented this in the podcast. And it is so good. Obviously, it's take quite a serious angle in some episodes, but others are more lighthearted, like things you've always wanted to know, like, what do they eat? What do they wear? Um, you know, what do they do all day? What do they do for exercise? And it just gives you such a rounded view of prison life, basically. And it, you send it to me, it's on my list. It's a really easy lesson. Dying, it's not dying, like dying. intense or anything. It's it's good. And some episodes deal with sadder things like mental health and how they deal with their relationships and the kids on the outside and that kind of thing. And why did he go to prison? Tax fraud. They get you yeah. in the end. Yeah. <laughs> I really must listen to that. You said it's eight parts as well. I yeah, it's like not, and they're like 25 minute episodes. I'm listening to Bunga Bunga, which is about Silvio Berlusconi. And my husband recommended it to me. We wrote a piece about it on the site. And it's really fascinating. I really, really recommend mm. that as well. I'm also dying to start. I'm going to do a shout out for Anushka Dukas here, who we're a big fan of at Sherlock. She was the founder of Links of London and now Anushka Jewelry. And she's just launched a new podcast called My Life in Seven Charms. Mm. So she sells lots of charm bracelets and they're totally beautiful. And she's done, I haven't listened to it yet, but I imagine it's a bit like Desert Island Discs where the content is revolved around yeah. things, which I always like, because they kind of evoke stories and things like that. Anyway, she's interviewed Alexandra Shulman, Caroline Issa, and Lady Anne Glen Connor. And when I finally finish, I'm nearly finished, yeah. Nicholas Courage's The Glossy Years, which is so good. I'm nearly at the end. It's just the best book. Anyway, once I get to the end of that, next on my list is the Lady Anne Glen Connor. Has anyone, did anyone see her on... Graham Norton. No. No. Oh my God, did you not see her on Graham Norton? So she was Princess Margaret's Lady in Waiting. Oh yes, I did. Oh, I did. I did. I did. I did. 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 Graham Norton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, quite, quite a while ago. Quite a while yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. She was 
absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And she talked about what she was going to wear on her wedding night. On her wedding night. No, when he took her on yeah. her wedding night to watch another couple have sex. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> she married this man who... I think it was an acquired taste, shall we say? Yeah. And I don't know if she had the happiest marriage in the world. Isn't is she meant to be in series four of The Crown portrayed in it? I have a don't feeling know, that yeah, she might be in it. My God, the 17th of November or whatever it is cannot come quick enough for me. I think that's when it's on, isn't it? God, Diana just looks, the casting on that. Even her posture, her shoulders and the way she carries herself is exactly Mm. the same. Mm. It's It's uncanny. I know, I know. Anyway, I thought that um, podcast looked really good with Anushka. Yeah, I love the sound of that. Yeah, that's how you're going to download that for my home. Good. Well, on the subject of culture, Heather, you wrote a piece on the culture hits to get involved with in 2020 so there is still some culture you can still go to museums and stuff can't you now yeah i think just every single museum you just have to buy a time ticket like free of charge often before you get there just to make sure that the right amount of people are going through the door i'm okay with that if i don't have to queue up at the natural history museum for three hours on a sunday i mean happy days it's amazing i can't remember where i've definitely been somewhere oh it was when i went to edinburgh we went to the museum of modern art there and it was amazing because you could actually get up close to all the paintings yeah there's nobody else there they just let everyone in every five minutes 10 o'clock home time and not queuing for museums there's definitely some plus points to coronavirus (laughs) not many but a few on the list were there any standouts for you heather yeah so the royal academy always does its summer exhibition but obviously that was cancelled or Mm. postponed uh this year so it's now the winter exhibition so that's happening at the moment and you know all the ticket prices for that are going towards sort of helping the community of artists who study there at the royal academy so that's got lots of it's got some tracy emmons there and cool you know especially created work so yeah that looks good and then in terms of books, it doesn't come out until next month, but there's A Promised Land by Barack Obama, which I think lots of people yes. are looking forward to reading. It's the first of a few memoirs he's going to be publishing. Yes, so I think this is before he became president. Meant to be very interesting. Obviously, I haven't read it yet because it's not out, but... Yeah, that's one of the sort of most highly... I don't know, having read hers, I feel the need to read his. Don't know why. I, don't know I feel like his will me. be more interesting, perhaps. Yeah, probably. Maybe, maybe because we don't know quite so much about it, mm. perhaps. There's that. And then there's just a couple of BBC programmes coming up. So one is called Industry, and it's directed by Lena Dunham. But it's about... It's set in London with lots of, like, finance grads in the city, and it's meant to be quite good, a sort of drama, comedy. Fiction? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I love this roundup. I love that there's a bit of everything. There is a bit of everything. So there's that, and then also one that's starting in a couple of weeks, actually. It's called uh, Small Axe, and that's also going to be on the BBC. Um, yes. And that's Steve McQueen, who did Widows, 12 Years a Slave, the artist, has yeah, done yeah. a series of five one-off episodes about black culture. But it's fiction, sort of mini films yeah i thought that was definitely one to watch yeah so yeah lots lots of things still if you can't get out you can still watch good stuff they've held back some good stuff on telly like strictly and other mm. things for us so we can stay I have, to, I have to do a shout out for carrie ellis oh yes did you go i'm going oh amazing <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> you know i'm a massive yeah Carrie Ellis fan so if people, anyone who doesn't know who she is i actually interviewed her on an in conversation with podcast I got her to sing on the podcast in lockdown and she played Elphaba 
in Wicked. She's the West End's leading lady. I remember my friend saying, like, you can't top. She's played all the best roles and she's incredible. Anyway, I love her. Got her album. We listen to it. We listen to it in the car all the time. She does A Million Dreams and Your Song. And I'm like welling up as I'm every time I listen to it. Anyway, she's doing a kind of Vegas style show at Proud on Embankment. Uh, up until I think like the end of November. Yeah, yeah. It's Every a Friday Saturday, night yeah. and they've got jazz musicians and burlesque performers and you have a three course dinner, cocktails, and she sings. That sounds so fun. Yeah. Oh, I know. And when we went into tier two, I thought, oh my God, I said to my husband, I was like, can't bear it. That's going to be cancelled too. And we got an email from Proud on a bankman saying, as long as you're in a table for two, you're fine. So Great. anyway, she started earlier this month and I've seen quite a few she's done a few Fridays and I've seen snippets anyway can't I wait I love oh. that idea me too so, I, I mean I never that. do things like that it's really that different so fun but it does doesn't it yeah really I great I feel like I'm you know it'll be a good distraction from everything else well if you do feel like a bit of a culture hit then check out the piece on the site there's lots of good things in there ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Kind of in a culture vein is Halloween. Does that count? Definitely. Yeah. Just for some. I, I'm looking at you, Tor. I've got a funny feeling that you're not a massive advocate of Halloween. You know what? When I was younger, I spent six years in America. So I actually... Oh, okay. And at, that's kind of the peak of my childhood. So I was in very into you Halloween. You all over Halloween. Oh, all over Halloween. There's some amazing photos <laughs> oh, of the family yeah. family albums of us. Like, in oh, pop- really? Like Adam Stanley all fully dressed up? Oh, yeah. And then the pumpkin patches and what yeah. kind of stuff. But now I don't celebrate it. And I'm really lucky to live in a flat that's got great security so no one can knock on my door and <laughs> hassle me for my sweets and chocolate <laughs> Heather there won't be any trick or treating this year surely I don't no. well I think if you're in a tier 2 zone no. no if you don't live in a tier 2 or tier 3 zone then maybe you can still Ooh. I don't know I'm banking on the fact that I got away with it and that we're in tier 2 and I'm like to my children I'm, like, I'm really sorry we can't trick or treat they're like yeah. don't worry we can't help it next year will be huge which is what I said last year about this year so I bought myself another year before I had well to dress done. up as Morticia <laughs> I'd love um, to see that I mean it's not going to happen I, I'm not someone who's into fancy dress which is why I really don't like Halloween but it's just so massive now and children do love it. So I do think if it was happening, I would be getting I think also it. like not only children, I think so many adults or like it's a really big going out scene mm. on Halloween. I think it's quite a kind of millennial scene. They're like, yeah, my, my generation, I, I've got one year. I'm just, just a millennial as <laughs> I often drop in. But um, I wouldn't say that my friends 
make a thing of I think kind of think if you're single why wouldn't you get dressed up it's like a fun night out isn't it mm. but, Heather you want to tell me no I mean yeah at uni you used to have a lot of fun mainly because I used to actually dress up disgustingly and actually try and look horrible and scare people which was just <laughs> fun rather than like a sexy cat or whatever but no I not really sexy cat <laughs> yeah no I would not I'd be like yeah <laughs> or try to like, yeah, ghost with the shoes <laughs> yeah that would be a really fun fuss free way of doing it yeah. uh, no I mean I'll probably watch a few films perhaps will you just, will you watch a halloween themed film we're going to watch evil dead but only because oh, i've spoken about it on the podcast before but my parents bought my boyfriend this film poster like a scratch card one where mm-hmm. you have to watch these hundred films so we've been sort of gradually making our way through it and it's got lots of classics on but yeah evil dead's one of them so we're like well we might as well wait till halloween Sounds great. to watch that dead? one mm-hmm. is it from the 70s or something yeah is it's, it's like, like a proper like it was banned at the time because it's I've talked about Halloween on. H2O before, I think, I've many years ago. <laughs> my husband and I went to <laughs> when I lived in Paris. And it is, is it Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes. In a like psychiatric hospital. And we left within the first five minutes. So scary. We both just sat there and we were like, oh my God, this is so oh. scary. <laughs> my husband will die. He'll be like, oh no, I'd like to protect. But anyway, I was like, I can't do this to myself. Do you remember? You won't remember. But The Exorcist was yes. re-released in the 90s. Oh. And oh, I, I've seen that. Oh my god! Well, yeah. I was at school when The Exorcist was re-released, and I think it was a fifteen. And will we fifteen? Surely it was an eighteen. Surely it's maybe not, it was. An I 18. don't know because it's not Surely. actually. It's scary, but it doesn't show anything that you would have to make it eighteen. For. Oh, no, but like psychologically, oh, yeah. I think it's quite traumatizing. <laughs> when it first came out, was it in the seventies? Yeah, when it first came out, and there were stories that went around our school of when it came out in the seventies that people were. I mean, this is obviously a gross exaggeration, which I've, I'm only realising now as I'm saying this out loud, but that people were kind of walking out of the cinema and collapsing. Like, <laughs> no, no, that did genuinely happen. Oh, and there it? were loads of, there's lots oh, of... There were ambulances waiting yeah, no, outside cinemas. Yeah. Sounds a bit far-fetched. Quite a few people died on set making that film as oh well. God. So it has got this lore of being this like genuinely terrifying <laughs> film. <laughs> we all went and thought we, yeah. We might not make it. <laughs> oh my! Make it out the other oh, side. You live um, to tell the tale. On the weekend, I watched Hocus Pocus. Oh, I, that's what I'm going to watch. Highly on recommend <laughs> for like a lighter Halloween yeah. film. That's much great. lighter. I, I do have to say that The Exorcist. I didn't watch most of it, so we went to see it. We went to Bracknell Cinema. We went to see it, and there were only about five of us in our year that were brave enough to go. And I think I sat there with my eyes covered for most of the film. I remember her head sitting around on the yeah, bed. Yeah. And that's about all I watched. Oh, God. Yeah. I should have watched Hocus Pocus instead. So it's on Disney Plus. I, 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 I love it. I watch that with Coco. That really excites She'll me. She'll love it. She'll yeah. love it. Remind me who's in Hocus Pocus. Sarah, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. She's yeah. just, well, in a daft way. Yeah. But I think she looks great in it. My children yeah. are so wet, though. They probably will find it scary. It's really not scary. It's, it's no, really not scary. It's for kids. I, I yeah. was watching it when I was seven. the Broom. That's, yeah, no, I do know that. Julia Coco Donaldson. I saw some pictures from the new Witches film as oh, well. Yeah. I yeah. used to find that new really witches. scary. Yeah. Angelica Houston. Yeah. Oh, that it, that is like though. hands down the scariest thing yeah. I've ever watched yeah. in context to my life. <laughs> but still like that gives me nightmares. Oh, that was also on the film poster. So I've rewatched that again quite recently. And it does okay. hold up. Like as in Ooh. it is still <laughs> like. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Do you know the scariest thing I remember watching when I was child two? Well, I had a birthday party at my like school my primary school and I had friends over and I think I was like year three or something my party was at my dad and stepmom's and my stepmom was like really young and 
hadn't had a child before and then we watched Ghostbusters and everyone was absolutely <laughs> terrified. When she jumps out in the library, I mean, literally, I think every child went to the kitchen other than me and one other. Oh. And the other was, I remember a sleepover watching Copycat with Sigourney Weaver. Oh, I've seen that. I know the film, one. but I've not seen that. <gasps> Oh my god, that film. Terrifying. <laughs> Do you have any other terrifying films? Mm. In this spooky episode of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saw I had to walk out of the cinema from watching that. Because you thought it was scary or just not didn't enjoy it. I just thought it was just like repulsive. Yeah. All of it. it was just unnecessary. Oh, the woman in black. Like <gasps> Oh, don't talk about that. Oh, like I've seen that three times. What was I doing to I myself? Did, I the theater. Oh yeah, three oh, times. Shorty, no. Ooh. Three times. I did Theatre Studies A level, saw it in Windsor. Then I saw it in London again with the group six, and then I went with my, I think my parents and my yeah. now husband, he was my then boyfriend, because they were doing really cheap group on time. Mean, Do you think it's scarier the more you see it because you know it. what's it's coming? Horrendous. The is rocking. It, is it still on? I mean, yeah. maybe not now, but oh, it's yeah. still on the It's just constant. Yeah, and then yeah. Daniel Ratcliffe is in the film, and it's just as Oh, I didn't terrifying. think that was very good, though. Well, no, it's not a patch on the yeah. show. I mean, to be that scared in the theatre, it's just... Mm. Yeah. So I watched it when we were at school. So we got the bus up from Bristol. And we got our Turner's coach back back down the M4 afterwards. And we all had to request to have the lights on on the coach and the motorway because we were <laughs> that shit scared. I, I didn't sleep. I was at boarding school. This is a true story. So I saw it in when I was in the sixth form and we had our own dorm by that stage my room faced the woods I did not sleep in my own dorm for the rest of the term I had carried a mattress Toner, if you're listening I carried a mattress into her dorm every single night because I couldn't sleep after I'd oh seen one gosh. of that oh my gosh that sounds traumatising yeah, it, it really is, it it really really is. is. that's scary and that's not me being yeah. melodramatic mm, it is no. yeah Anyway, who thought we'd have so much Halloween chat? Maybe you do like it after all. (laughs) No, just don't do it to yourself. Well, if you want other fun ways to celebrate Halloween, then again, there's a great piece on the site. I shall be taking my children to Biscuiteers. Oh, yeah. To Mm. ice some spooky biscuits. Scary. Scary stuff. (laughs) On the subject of biscuits, food. We can talk food. We're going to talk tray bakes. That and salads is probably where I can contribute the most on any food <laughs> episode. But I love a tray bake. Our readers love a tray bake. Tray bakes perform consistently well. Lou's got a very big ring on her face. I'm smiling because I know that Torn will now speak about your favourite book. Yeah. <laughs> I wish but there's now six in the series. I Torn's face. I am so obsessed with Rukmini Aya, who is the head of the Roasting Tin series. She now has like four or five books. Series. There's loads of them now. (laughs) They have honestly changed my life. And I don't know why now I would ever bother to make (laughs) another recipe. Like the flavors are incredible. And actually I listened to a podcast with her. I'm so glad my cooking is so amusing. You laughed, but I got the book <laughs> oh, after talking about it. Harriet did. We're all cooking it's from such, it. Anyway, this podcast I was listening to with her, she basically said, like, having had kids all her life and cooking for her families and dinner parties, she was like, the amount of time you can, like, spend a whole day cooking and people just wolf it down and it's, you know, you've slaved, slaved over the oven and then... <laughs> I'm just loving your... That much enthusiasm for a tray bake. I'm going to buy you the book yeah. <laughs> and you will also have the enthusiasm. Okay, okay so tall. I've got to come to you first then. What is your favourite tray bake? We could be here a while, couldn't we? Just give us one. A recent discovery, actually. It's like lamb, cumin meatballs with rice 
and peas in one tin. It, like it is so easy and tastes like the most incredible Indian biryani. It's delicious. That sounds good. It is so. Did you buy easy. the lamb meatballs ready made? No, you buy the lamb mince and then you just stir in some spices and garlic and onion and things like that. It's delicious. Anyway, it jokes aside, good. it's a really, really good book if you want to cook, but you can't really be asked. Yeah. Okay, Heather, my one it has to be Nigella Lawson's vermouth chicken with peas. It's an, it's amazing. It's just I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like chicken thigh, so the skin goes all crispy, but then underneath it's all sweet from the vermouth and the peas and sort of leeks soak up all the flavours and it but then also not in the same vein as Tor, but Diana Henry is a chef who also does loads of tray bakes and she's got a book out called From the Oven to the Table, which is lots of, yeah, basically bung it all in one thing. And she's got even one chapter is basically sort of like 12 different ways to use chicken thighs with loads of different Chicken thighs is, is a winner. Mine is a chicken thigh based recipe as well. Although if you don't want chicken thighs, there was a veggie and mozzarella one on the site and there was also a salmon one that looked quite good. Anyway, mine is a Jamie Oliver tray bake recipe, which I've done for, I think, every single person I know and have ever invited to my mm-hmm. house. So it's one of my three only recipes. But it is onion and garlic, red and yellow peppers, chicken thighs, chorizo. Oh, I love a bit of chorizo. Mm. It's quite polarizing chorizo. My oh, husband's no. really like Really? It. Oh, it's love lovely. It. Mm. Chorizo, paprika, thyme, a bit of balsamic vinegar. And a bit of what mm. it's damn good. That sounds very myself. good. Can I show one more actually? Go on. I mean, if you want to do a whole episode on this book, I'm happy to <laughs> we'll put you on the list, Tor. Thanks. Um, it's a veggie one. Just you open a pack of gnocchi, pour it in the dish, like get a couple of balls of mozzarella, tear it over, chop in, like throw in some fresh tomatoes and basil, and then you just bake it with a bit of olive oil and salt and pepper. It tastes like pizza and it actually takes five minutes oh. to prepare. Like, yeah, it's so easy. It's the one that good. she does with, so easy. with orzo. And again, you just like pour orzo in, add some stock. Add the vines of tomatoes and then some sliced tomatoes on the top and bake that in the oven. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Vine tomato. I've got another. Chicken thighs, vine tomatoes, capers. Oh, yum, yeah. Black olives. Mm. Oh, nice and salty. Oh, yeah. so mm. salty. And it's just... It's all about a chicken thigh, isn't it? Yeah. Lou, well, not it's Lou. not for you. You're a vegetarian. <laughs> no. So yeah, the orzo one that I just mentioned. So and carbohydrate then... in a tray bake is new to me, you see. Yeah, this is what this book does. Oh. It. You can do gnocchi in a tray bake, which I'd never thought Everything, you could do. Everything. Pasta, yeah. rice, quinoa, like you name it. Delish. You would know, Tor. Versatile. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one that I've been doing recently is chickpea. Roasted cauliflower with like lots of cumin, salt, olive oil. Oh. And then you kind of massage kale with olive oil and then put that in and that kind of all rests oh, together yeah. with a bit of avocado and lime on the top. Oh, Amazing. Can I say three of my favorite things roasted are kale, cauliflower and chickpeas. Well, you need to try this. That sounds excellent. It's so good. Excellent. What are you having for supper tonight, Tor? You have any tray bake? I might do actually. I've got ingredients for one of our sea bass recipes, which is really Ooh. simple. It's just sea bass with loads of Asian veg and you make like a sesame dressing or something like that. Oh, delicious. Mm. No, supper yeah, tonight. I, I might do the um, cauliflower one. I'm having crab tonight. Oh, nice. Just have an urge. Oh. Do you ever buy that crab in Waitrose that they do all white or 50 50? I yeah. love that crab. I have that with a bit of rocket, tomatoes, oh. balsam. Yum. Delish. Some yum. Corn thins. Happy days. <laughs> okay, we're going to finish with some fashion. We interviewed a former Vogue and Harper's Bazaar fashion and beauty editor. She's from Madrid and she's called Sofia Paramio Delgado. She's super cool. She had some great answers. If you want to know what they were, then 
The feature is on the site right now, but I thought we'd finish. I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions. I've taken the questions that were in the article and I'm going to put them to you. So tall. Yeah. I'm coming to you first. Okay. First question. If you could only shop on one street, where would it be and why? I'm going to say the King's Road because it's really near my house and it's just got everything you need. The best Zara in London and other stories, White Company, Massimo Duty, Ghost. It's just got everything I would want to go and buy. Uh, what would your perfect shopping day include? No one else, just me. Oh, that's a good answer. That's my answer too. Sorry, I hate shopping with people. It drives me bonkers. I'm with you. You never walk away empty-handed from... H&M. Those till purchases just get me every Socks, time. hair ties. All that. Key ring. All, all of the above. <laughs> a makeup bag, I just don't need all that. <laughs> got it. <laughs> the best fashion gift you've ever been given? Uh, my diamond necklace I got for my 18th. I literally wear it every day. Oh, it's pretty. Day. I love that. And finally, one thing you've bought for autumn winter. I've bought, actually wearing it right now, a grey kind of alpaca wool cardigan from Under the Stories. And I also bought a grey cashmere jumper from me and M. I just, I love grey. That's a really nice cardigan. Very similar to one of the ones we featured on the Sherlock show last week. They do Mm. the best affordable knits. They really do. And they're stretchy and they don't shrink very easily. And they wash really, really well, unlike other high street brands. And they're warm. And they're really warm. And they age quite well, I'd say. They really do. Yeah. And they don't bobble. Heather, if you could only shop on one street, what would it be? Lamb's Conduit Street for me, because it's got a bit of everything. It's got like Grenson, it's got Universal Works and Folk, but it's also got La Fromagerie and Noble <sighs> Rot and The Lamb, which is a really good pub. You're so it's just nice a bit of everything. I'm <laughs> that was your answer. I, it's got everything. I love that you had a cheese shop in of there. Of course I and did, a pub. yeah. Quite right too. And it's got Persephone Books as well, which is a good bookshop. So it has genuinely, for me, got bit of everything love that okay your perfect shopping day would include a good lunch in the middle quite somewhere to eat would you want to go back to your shopping afterwards mm, maybe not for clothes no, done, <laughs> you never walk away empty-handed from i'd say our daily edit which is the shop you visited in brighton oh, i don't yeah. necessarily buy something when i'm in there but i'll often be like when there's a sale on i'll have seen it and i get a lot of inspo from that it's got lots of meadows and lots of ganny stuff lots of and ganny, individual yeah. little, cool. we liked little brands and finally one thing you've bought for autumn winter that you're loving um i got a vampire's wife dress <gasps> but did you yes i'll wear it next time i'm on the show oh that's i managed to get one me by. what was i doing it was yeah last thursday it's quite stressful it's they only announced kind of quite late on that it was all going to go online at 8 a.m so i was on there and by three minutes past eight i went to check out and like half the bag had already disappeared oh, but oh, i did manage okay. to get a dress but then i was telling tor there was a, the collar I wanted and a different dress. And my boyfriend went to the horrible H&M in Brighton, which is like an hour's walk away for 10 o'clock and got them for me, which was really, I wasn't expecting oh, him to do it. at all. He doesn't usually do stuff like that at all. So I don't know what I did to kind of oh, convince him to lovely. do that. But yeah, no, that was very nice of him. That can be your best fashion gift then. Yeah, That's exactly. Really yeah, nice. that works. I did pay for it. But yeah, the thought was a good thing. So really nice. Love that. Right, Lou, only one street left in the world you can shop on what is it mine's a bit of a cheat answer but it's bon marche in paris i had a feeling <laughs> i like thought that, that. <laughs> okay your perfect shopping day would include lots of surprise great purchases okay and you never walk away empty-handed from space nk good one yeah. uh the best fashion gift you've ever been given my Celine trio. And finally, one thing you bought for autumn winter that you're loving. A denim chambray shirt from Isabel Moran with a frill neckline and frill sleeves. Oh, I can't talk amazing. to you about that shirt because I meant to buy it. I'm <laughs> cross because it's sold out everywhere. 
And what about you? Well, same as you. If I could only shop on one, it, it would be Harvey Nichols probably. Okay. It's all easy. There's every price point. And my perfect shopping day would include just me. It would probably be a Tuesday because it's quite a quiet day in the shop. And then maybe I'd meet a friend on the fifth floor for sushi and a cocktail. Nice. And I definitely wouldn't want to go back to the shopping. Or maybe I'd go back and buy that thing that was a bit expensive. Yeah, Yeah. you can get alcohol ammunition to get you going. (laughs) My best fashion gift is probably my Burberry cape. Yeah. Which I live in and I feel the cold. So if I go to someone's house, I always take it with me. And the thing I'm loving for autumn winter is probably my Claudie Piello jacket. And actually my Utica clumpy, chunky yeah. boots. I feel like if there are two things that kind of say autumn 2020, yeah. it's a jacket and a pair of chunky boots. I yeah. love that jacket as well. And you were unsure about buying that because you bought it with a tan, but I think it really suits you. And that's it looks I'm very wearing, warm. That's because I'm wearing lots of fake tan. And <laughs> note. That's it to say. Thank you, ladies. If you enjoyed that, then do please leave us a comment. It really, really helps with our rankings. Subscribe, tell your friends, and please do come back soon. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 